Hey, oh, Sully. It's again, got two new partners in crime, Aaron and Paul. Hello. Not the actor, Aaron Paul. Um, <laughs> but yes, they are from AVP Galaxy. Uh, and Adam, actually. Adam. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> I always no, everyone's name wrong. God damn it. Son of a bitch. Maybe I'm a mad scientist. Just it's, my nice, it's nice to not know we're not the only ones who flip up the openings. <laughs> That's a blooper. I love it. I'm I'm keeping it. Um, but yeah, they got some great AVP merchandise in the background. No one can see this, but um, uh, all together, uh, uh, we we love uniting just like all kinds of fans across our actual galaxy, and we love also just discussing like how the fans are still out there, how everyone's forgetting. Hey, you know, this, this started back when we only had Laserdisc, VHS, and something pre-Game Boy, you know? <laughs> See all this fandom and how it's evolved and how most of these comics are actually, like, unavailable. Like, Marvel owns all the Fox products now and they haven't done anything with it, really. I mean, to be fair, they've at least put out the Alien stuff and the Predator stuff, but AVP, yeah, that's still yeah. sat locked away in Marvel's vault somewhere. Yeah, they've started with Alien and Predator. When the license changed hands, they did mention AVP in the press release, but we have yet to see any Alien versus Predator releases from them. Really, since the merger, the only thing AVP we've gotten is, um, I think there was one last one from Dark Horse, but really just there was a, a couple Titan books. But Yeah, there was Omnibuses and then Sandtrap and whoever went yeah it's like that they had like frill the hunt and whoever wins which were like tie-ins to the infamous movies and then after sand trap and omnibus they did civilized beasts free world war special collectors edition fire and stone life and death and thicker than blood i know i'm cheating a little here guys because i got a <laughs> list in front of me but uh, uh a good chunk of these uh, uh last time we uh we, we had some pals we talked about the initial run with Corey on podcasting after dark we talked about you know how it all began in like 89 you know, with a black and white comic and then the uh, aliens versus predator in 1990 and then another short story and then that all merged together and they just kept following it up with other short stories and even other one-offs like blood time booty and duel and war uh but well, what are your personal favorites besides from those initial 90s ones continuing the story and some of the other ones trying to patch in uh side characters from the movies see the the easy the easy answer to this one is always the initial one but there's there's never there's never as many avp ones as there is alien and predator so the catalogs a lot smaller right uh, that's what i was looking at too is like the predator ones is like are mainly just versus matches and the alien ones are once again just kind of just origin stories or side stories or the original william gibson script for alien free you know reanimated great project by the way i wish they'd done more with that before dark horse lost yeah i know but... it, it was very reminiscent of uh what's his name uh have you heard of harlan ellison mm-hmm Okay, yeah, big sci-fi writer was like consultant on Babylon Five, uh, adapted didn't, a point didn't his he dog. sue James Cameron, or am I thinking of somebody else? Uh yes, yes, coincidentally he did, yeah, because he yeah. wrote uh, the Outer Limits story that was very, very similar to the Terminator, and yeah. James had never even seen that episode, and he just let the lawsuit, you know, go on because he's like, I can't, 
it was a low budget two million dollar movie in 80s dollars he wasn't gonna risk losing and compromising his budget but yeah uh, but harlan ellison was asked by back when they were still doing some star trek comics to adapt his original version of the classic star trap city on the edge of tomorrow episode which is a fan favorite it's very well written but like many star trek writers he would disown his Mm -hmm. version of the script or go under a different name because he didn't like the changes the producers made so it is interesting how kind of like how we're seeing various directors disown certain movies and writers say well you know i'm gonna counter what the filmmakers who adapted my work said you know it's kind of interesting seeing how avp kind of just kept taking form like ridley scott acknowledged that yeah the uh, Waylon Yutundi is the same as the Replicant Company in the Blade Runner films. That was a long fan theory, and he confirmed it. But then it's kind of wild how they did this AVP versus Terminator because James Cameron, you know, initially intended Cyberdyne to be in the Alien script, and there was a few video games that have some Arnold-like characters. You know, yeah, Bishop was originally uh, Dutch is kind of probably a Terminator disguise. <laughs> I mean, in terms of favorites, though, other than the original, Duel is always a win, which is the debut of the Predalium. Uh, I have a soft spot. For, I have a soft spot for Three World War. Not many people do, but I was really going at like... the end of it in 2010, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I like it as a, a wrap up for um, Machiko's storyline, and the artwork was an acquired taste in that one. Rick oh, nice. So Machiko. That that Japanese character is continued here. Yeah, so she's nice. in AVP War and then Three World War, and it sort of wraps up her storyline, which was a great one. Um, in my my opinion, a lot of people were turned off by the artwork in that one because it's very, you know, not it's a good story. I'll take it. Yeah, it's not detailed, but I I look at it as like a fog of war or a fog of war kind of um, mm-hmm. vibe to the artwork, so I really like it. Nice. It had some great panels. It was just a bit cartoony in some areas, I thought, yes. for people. Over-exaggerated, I guess, like a Deadpool kind of thing. I'm not sure I go that. I mean, it just it doesn't look as detailed. Like, there's, <laughs> I still remember when, um, you know, back in 2010, when the initial previews went up for it, and there's like a money shot of like <laughs> the first, first five pages of, of the first issue, and it looks like, somebody it looked like rick leonardi was using uh, kenner figures as reference that's how detailed uh, it sort of looked um, nice but then for me last one is dark horse went out on a bang an absolute banger of a story uh, thicker mm-hmm. than blood was fantastic in my opinion that's so nice. for you know for my favorites i'd probably say it was those those sort of comic oh and eternal i've got to mention eternal eternal's a brilliant one Nice. I know Adam, that one's going to be on Adam's yeah, list. Yeah, that's, that's on my list. I think that's probably... Yeah, so that was after 98. So that was after they had wrapped up the initial storyline with Blood Time, Booty, Duel, and War. And yeah. that was like the main one just to show, hey, the Predators are trying to extend their life and go on a hunting party one more time. Yeah, Eternal was kind of its own thing compared to those earlier ones. It was like near mm-hmm. future instead of like the more aliens set future. So I always loved Eternal. I loved the art. I loved the mm-hmm. uh, the story in that one. It was just very much a comic book feeling without pushing that too far. It still felt grounded in in the AVP stories, That's but good. it was something different and kind of refreshing than we had gotten before. 
I still love the original. Like it's, I don't know. I think the original might be my favorite having just read that again uh, mm -hmm. recently. Um, but I also am with you, Aaron, that that last one they went out, out on was just so good. The thicker than blood. And that's also one of my faves. Yeah, that, that so that is the last one to date. Thicker than blood uh, ran from 2019 to 2020, and then COVID fucked our world up. Uh, but um, man, uh, all together, uh, what's what's really kind of standing out from that? Uh, just like uh, what 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 can occurs in thicker than blood? It's different. I think is one of the appeals to it. As well, well, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's let's mention the artwork first because it it reunited one of Aliens' is probably best artists, um, Doug Wheatley. It brought Doug Wheatley back to the, the Alien franchise, and he had done, um, yeah, he had done the initial Aliens run. Uh, no, it was it was one of the ones towards the end. It was Aliens destroying angels. Oh, Apocalypse. okay. Because we we were looking at some of the ones on the initial run when when this first began, and like they had worked on plenty of other <laughs> giant key dark horse stuff as well as video game adaptations, and it was like what? <laughs> and I was just yeah. so blown away. I'm like, I actually read those other ones. I had no idea. <laughs> There's so... a lot of great pedigree um, with the people that have worked on the various Alien and and they wanted to be just as good. Yeah, I, th I think Doug had made it pretty big on. I think it was some of Dark Horse's Star Wars um, yeah. stories and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but he'd only ever done uh, Destroying Angels, I think. And he'd come back for, I think, a random variant cover. Um, but then they brought him back for this last AVP series. And Doug's artwork is just fucking gorgeous. They had <laughs> uh, Rain, Rain Burrito doing the colors for that series as well. And Rain had done an Alien series not long before that as well um dust nice. to dust and i think i think it was rena rena woman i think it was yeah uh, her style was gorgeous there was a, a a very it brought a texture the the, the coloring mm -hmm. brought a texture to to the um to the artwork and it was gorgeous so just from a visual point of view you know thicker than blood was brilliant but what the art uh, what the writer and i'm blanking on his name now uh, he would he'd done a few Star Wars stuff as well, mm -hmm. um, but he did something very different. You know, it wasn't redoing what Randy Stradley had done. It wasn't doing a hunt and um, some. You know, Machiko decides she wants to get in with the predators and stuff like that. It was very much uh, anything for you, man. No, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was basically... very much just a survival sort of story on this random spaceship with these fuck-ups of predators you know they weren't <laughs> they weren't hardcore predators following like the they were the rejects and, yeah basically they were they were a, a group of rejects and everything just got fucked up and it was that's a succinct way of, of summing up thicker than blood uh, everybody's fucked up it's about dysfunctional families it's about dysfunctional groups and there's just some gorgeous artwork to go along with it and it's violent as fuck as well not only with the the predator characters, but the humans are kind of a dysfunctional family. And the setting of just this cruise ship in space run by this family was really interesting. Um, Aaron, the author was Jeremy, Jeremy Barlow. Barlow. Yeah, just, I was just having a look our... at the. Uh, the I, I yeah. remember that name, but I forget. Did he do the initial stuff, or did he do something else? This is the only AVP story he did. He 
did write the so you know you were talking about William Gibson's adaptation. Yes. Um, they they were also working on a adaptation of an earlier version of Predator. Oh. Uh, the Predator scripts and he did the adaptation for that but it never got released because of uh, COVID and then um, the Disney and the Marvel stuff unfortunately oh, yeah, he'd, he'd worked on some Star Wars stuff, he'd worked on Mass Effect. That's what I was seeing too, there was a lot of Star Wars stuff, there was a lot of Robocop and even Splinter Cell as some of the artists I'd worked on I was like whoa, they've done a lot of video game adaptations and yeah, some great pedigree some yeah. of the new Avatar comics, too. Uh, Jeremy's oh, yeah. been working on those. Oh, nice. All right. And how, how about the video games? Because that's kind of the biggest deal for me. Like, the, the one I saw advertised the most, like, I had pals talking in the 2000s in junior high and high school who would play the various games, but that's what blew my mind was how the first AVP game was in 99. You know, the, the Predator 2 Easter egg had been enough just before they became movies. And the next thing you know, in 2000, they do a Alien Resurrection game, which extends parts of, like, canceled uh, scenes in the original script and everything. There had been an Alien trilogy. Uh, that made sense to me because that was around the same time as Die Hard trilogy and a bunch of other just movies and shows that would be summed up in a cool PlayStation 1 video game. But yeah, AVP video games, like, I couldn't keep up with them, but I would see them at, you know, dominating all the different, you know, Toys R Us shelves and everything. I was like, whoa, what is this? There's AVP 2 from 01, then there's Primal Hunt. I remember that from 02. And then Extinction, that, that was on a bunch of different ones. But I think, yeah, what goofed it up for me was I was so confused. There's two AVP 2s, and then there's all these other Aliens games, and there's, there's a, lot a few of different AVPs. Actually, right, you know. just, just alien P, AVPs. Adam, why don't you? Uh, I mean, the, the AVP. In, in sorry, go ahead. I knew a pal in high school who would play the shit out of Predator Concrete Jungle just because oh, he yeah. liked the gore, but he didn't think it was actually a good game. And I was like, then why are you playing it? <laughs> it does have some good gore, at least. But yeah, I mean, the, the AVP games were such a core part of AVP as a franchise. I mean, arguably just as much as the comics. I mean, that's kind Star of. Star Wars Extended Universe, kind of. You know? Yeah. It's it's kind of what started our whole website as well, was just a resource for AVP2, which was the one by Monolith in 2001, and it was just Sweet. such a popular PC multiplayer shooter at the time, as well as a single-player game. Um, that That's kind of what, what kicked us off, and then Rebellion came back to it, because they did the, um, the Jaguar one initially, and then one for the PC in 99. The first AVP mm -hmm. game, though, was actually the Super Nintendo one, and I didn't initially know that. That was before the uh, the Jaguar one. Um, but Rebellion would come back in 2010 to do another AVP for the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. Nice. And that was really the last mainline AVP game we got. We had a mobile one a couple of years later, um, mm -hmm. AVP Evolution, which was fun, which is great, but far from like the, the kind of AAA game, you know, we had had previously so it's been over a decade man since we've had a proper avp game and we're definitely uh we're definitely thirsting for it i would say at this point definitely nice um I mean, the, there's been a nice variety of them as well you mentioned extinction and that is next no uh, july that's hitting its 20th anniversary that's you know that's 
yeah, it's been a fucking while. <laughs> and, you know, that was an RTS. Um, Adam mentioned Evolution. That was a, an iOS, an Android sort of third person kind of adventure fighter thing. Um, right. You know, there's been a side, there's been a couple of side scrolling beat em ups. And of course, <laughs> you know, the, the FPSs were the most popular. You know, you, you mentioned the 99 one and Navy B2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then but even before that, you know, there, Adam mentioned there was, um, the Jaguar version, and you know that was like the the shining jewel of of the Atari Jaguar that you know failed, or what have you. But that that game in oh, when would that have been about ninety five, something like that. You know, I think so. Yeah, the just the franchises were drawn, trying up uh, Joe Silver and a bunch of other producers. Uh, uh, Jim Davis, I know, is like the only producer consistently like you know involved with the franchise. But yeah. John John uh, Davis is just everywhere when it comes to Predator. It really oh, is. totally. He, he, I, I don't he, think the AVPs would have happened without him. Definitely not, uh, especially with how involved he is on the special features and then uh, bringing back other TV shows like uh, The Player and with Wesley Snipes and uh, the Shaft franchise, keeping that alive also. So, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, so the, the only... Uh, 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 any remotely game I I played of this has been uh, much like how there was a Rambo arcade game in recent years back like since 08 and a um, uh, Terminator Salvation game that was really fucking cool and uh, I've I, I played a Aliens inspired arcade shoot 'em up I think there's two different ones I've played but uh, yeah like there's um, Extermination and yeah, Armageddon so. yeah I think Which it might is... be Armageddon yeah, Armageddon was later rebranded as Covenant, but it was the same game. But I like that one. Aaron's not as much of a fan because it's very comic booky in style. I love um, Extermination. Extermination's brilliant. It's just the the right feel of Alien in a light gun arcade cabinet, basically. Then it might be Armageddon then, because yeah, I it, it's way more recent, but it is exaggerated in some cases. But yeah, um, I mean it. it for whatever reason, the animation kind of reminded me of the long-time Star Trek Voyager arcade game I used to play, too, at every other bowling alley. Or... Star Trek Voyager arcade game? Yeah, yeah there was back in, like, uh, late 2000s, or no, early 2000s, and I was blown away by it because it was, like, it was very interactive. Basically, you're just going ship to ship, blasting away Borg. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I played a bit of the Elite Force shooters on PC, but I hadn't heard of a uh, an arcade game for yeah, Voyager. Yeah, I was... Alan, cool to talk about it because yeah, that's all kind of you know that they're all one giant sci-fi or action franchises that you kind of all secretly wish they were in the same universe. But yeah, um, uh, I, I I keep uh, would buy buying extensions to like Starfleet Command, the first game, and for whatever reason, it just would freeze up on me, and I didn't have the right I think gaming system with it or controls because uh, something kept going to shit but yeah um that was as much fun as i had because uh, uh much like the terminator they kind of varied in terms of what good games they had even though some of them sounded fun on paper or were cool for initial fans but yeah i mean uh i i kept seeing the promo trailer for uh predator hunting grounds which had arnold do a cameo as dutch you know a voice cameo and it seemed like everyone was mixed on it but 
it seemed like that kind of i saw a lot of people i know everyone's mixed on the predator from the movie the same year but <laughs> well, like i wouldn't say mixed i think most people <laughs> unanimous, unanimous, unanimous I, I actually dug it but i i i understand that it's in not, the corner <laughs> it did have its defenders for sure um as far as arnold's coming back for uh hunting grounds though i, I think a lot of fans were really praising that i mean that's the first time dutch had re- returned significantly as a oh character, yeah i know so i just like... I, I saw a lot of people smack talking it on youtube there's like you know a movie's bad if the actor's in the game and not the movie i'm like oh my god just play the game or don't we'll return after these messages Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J- no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous. I don't even know where to Anyways, be- uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast sci-fi horror fantasy superheroes comedy action film television maybe some not so current events find us on itunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com cool thing about blind knowledge is we are in multiple countries we are worldwide all across the globe we are in the u.s we are in the uk we are in canada germany india japan we're in australia y'all blindknowledge.com now back to the feature presentation. There's plenty of bad movies that have good games. <laughs> the the name plenty of James Bond. Movies. And, uh, well, yeah.
you know, Goldeneye. Um, Hunting Grounds did a fantastic job uh, emulating, you know, an exaggerated arcade mm-hmm. gameplay loop that then takes a serious turn when the Predator shows up. Uh, <laughs> you know, in, in the early days, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Adam, you know, you and I probably smashed the hell out of that game. Way too many hours. Smashed yeah. <laughs> It was... Why was everyone so cynical about it? I mean, they gave them practically what they want and every other game system like Electronic Gaming Monthly and seems to be talking shit about it. Like IGN doesn't like it, but Game Informer does. I know something's weird there. <laughs> well, I think Hunting Grounds was a little sabotaged too by the fact that it had a really solid foundation, but over time they really stopped developing significant content for it. I mean, you'd still see the occasional DLC with like a single character, but you'd stop seeing weapons. You'd stop seeing gameplay mm-hmm. balance updates. You'd stop seeing like new maps or a new so game. they half-assed it like after a few weeks, basically. Maybe well, not after a few weeks, but uh, the lawsuit could have tripped them yeah. up as well. There was a big significant a lawsuit. lawsuit. Well, the writers of the original Predator, Jim and John Thomas, there was there was kind of a copyright battle over Disney's new ownership because um, in the States, after 30 years, it goes back to the original owner unless some agreement is in place. So they were wow. uh, fighting to have that back. And uh, apparently they did come to some arrangement before Prey came out. You know, the details of that are not really public, but... Yeah, it was, it was basically like... Big, big... I hate it when writers get fucked, you know? Even because you would I don't think know if they got be... fucked. They probably got a lot of money. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean initially, but I know what you mean. But like, it's just, it's just like you would think it would be like second nature. You know, if everyone else can be, you know, not even have to think about, hey, you know, there's a new property, and you know, we credit George Lucas based on Star Wars, created by George Lucas. You know, it's like that's second nature. But there's so many other movies and shows i've seen do that and it's like well they're using the likeness of the characters so yeah even if they don't have shit to do with it they should still get a writer credit based on characters created by but there's always someone trying to kick that and it's like writers get basically 50 cents after five years however old it is so it why why cheat them (laughs) i mean i think jim and john did get credits in all of them but i think this was just the lawsuit was them, you know, it was protecting uh, themselves, protecting themselves. You know, they, that's what that uh, copyright clause was in the American law for, you know, to right. renegotiate the terms of their, what they would get back from all the films and the bits and bobs. But unfortunately, yeah, we don't know what the terms of the settlement were, but we do know there was casualties of the lawsuit and, and, Elphonic's never really spoken about it, but I think it's fair to assume that the lawsuit really did stick (laughs) uh, stick a wrench in the works of of hunting grounds. And it's it's a shame because it's a shame because that was it was fun. There was like Adam said, there was good. I mean, it still has a player base. You can still get on and play rounds and not really have much trouble finding matches. So it's the first time we had seen like a predator focused multiplayer game have kind of the reach that that did so i'm really hoping Mm -hmm. that either they or someone else does another one as much as i would love to see avp again there have been some really interesting like alien games like aaron and i have played fireteam elite a bunch hopefully this new alien show will reignite interest you know 
Yeah, next year is the 45th anniversary of the original Alien, so we could be seeing a new movie and a new series uh, at that time, so that would be really cool. Totally. It's funny, on a sidetrack, have you noticed how they took a while to even involve Sigourney Weaver and Michael Bean's personas, and even Lance Henriksen as Bishop for a while? It seems like he was like the only one they could get, because, you know, he's a character actor, but... Uh, Everyone loves Lance Henriksen. That'd be cool if he was playing Frank Black for once, fighting aliens better. But I never uh, did finish watching Millennium. I couldn't oh, get past season one. Fix that. Fix it. <laughs> or at least watch the X Files crossover episode he's on. Anyway, um, yes, they're in the same universe. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite. I noticed it's just really been like taken off. Like everyone seems pretty satisfied with that. Which is wild because I know there was even like another like Terminator uh, game also that kind of came and went. So it Res- seems like resistance. I think so, and um, it's interesting how that one kind of was similar to the Predator one you just described, where it's just like it was out for a hot minute and then it kind of stopped being updated regularly just because it's just an independent game contractor. But it is interesting how it just keeps changing. Like we we keep we never know what who's going to do what or promote what or own what. And some of these game companies have always wondered what's happened to them because it seemed like they were kind of heavily involved in some other programming and then kind of vanished. Well, it's like you said, you know, Fireteam Elite's been pretty well received, actually. I mean, there's there's some people who aren't massively fussed on it because it is... Were they playing uh, Isolation instead? <laughs> I, I know that's the one. Isolation that... is another a golden goose of Alien. To be fair, all right, very good, very good game. Isolation. So, so what's the one that's very infamous? Is like Extraction or something? That would be Colonial Marines. Colonial Marines. The most okay, yeah. so that's the one of the Alien. Game. Oh, okay, so that is the one I'm getting mixed up with. Because oh, he's got a cat there attacking the alien. Careful, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Adam. That's right. Like... It's my cat back there. <laughs> um, but. Um, <laughs> uh, isn't it interesting though how they, they took a while to involve supporting we were in the development of this and she kind of had a similar deal with the ghostbusters games they were like for whatever reason they were like oh we can afford ernie hudson and bill murray we can't afford supporting he's like uh yes you can so yes, in the she, development of what she was in isolation ghostbusters oh. games yeah oh really the yeah. the new one the elphonic one oh well one of the new ones i know they used some new voices over work Oh, interesting. But yeah, I haven't really kept after, up with... Um... It wasn't Afterlife, like a Ghostbusters video game. I, th- I think that's what it was, too. Yeah, she was in one of them, but for whatever reason, they didn't hire her right away, and it's like, <laughs> I would think that'd be... I think Afterlife was the new movie, wasn't it? Oh, no, Afterlife was, yeah, was the new movie, but there was yeah. like a new Ghostbusters game as well as a new Aliens yeah. game that I think she was doing a voiceover work on, but it's just interesting how you would think that'd be priority number one try and get the voice actor back or the actual actor back unless you just got a cheaper alternative but yeah yeah well funny thing is they've got one of those for alien for sigourney (laughs) anyone thinking what i'm thinking of no what are you thinking of oh come on so Terra Strong? I don't know. No, a few years ago. Oh, that's right. The audio dramas. Right. Now, yeah. Yeah. A okay. few years ago yeah. they started gotcha. doing audio dramas uh-huh. um for Alien. And they have a actress called uh, Laurel Lefkow 
whose Ripley is absolutely spot on. She sounds so much like Sigourney. Freaking 70s show actress? Wow. She didn't... I don't don't recognise her from that. Laurel Lefko. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, no, sorry, my bad. From Roseanne. Oh, my God. Wow. And she just sounds so much like Ripley. But no, she's only done she's only done the audio dramas so far. Um, she's been in oh. two or three of them, I think. But they haven't made any of those for far too long now, unfortunately. But yeah, if they ever needed a, a Ripley and they didn't want to get Sigourney in, Laurel's right there. She just sounds so perfect. Oh, but yeah. I mean, they got. They got Ripley back for isolation. Uh, Ripley. Mm-hmm. They got Sigourney back for isolation, which was cool. But it was only like a little piece of DLC, um, just like a random missions based on the original gotcha. film. And they got everybody back who was alive, other than <laughs> anyone who will actually come back. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, th- I think it was it was literally everybody who was alive from the cast, other than Ian Holm. I think um, they had to get somebody else to. Yeah, so do the best in home impression for that one, but that <laughs> that made that made the alien um, DLC for isolation really fun. You know, it added a, a nice I... layer of authenticity to it. And Lan- like you said, Lance Hendrickson is in pretty much anything that says alien on the tin. Yeah, he, he he won't turn down a paycheck, and everyone loves working with them. So yeah, it's, um, well, it's always great to hear his voice in them as well. Oh, totally. He he and Tony Todd from Star Trek and Candyman. You know, is that they are two of my Wolf's golden brother. ones. Them, Michael Ironside, yeah, it was all these guys who, you know, can just make anything better than it already is. You know, just, well, Lance just was the bad guy in ABB. No, Point one of the Call of Duties, was he? Yes, that's it right. Is. Modern yeah. Warfare Two. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'd call it modern anymore since it was what two thousand nine. <laughs> but well, they're um, they're dealing still with pretty modern stuff. It doesn't really. <laughs> Yeah, much. But, but yeah, he played um, Shepard, General Shepard. That's and right. He was General uh, Shepard. I, I was cursing him out as he's killing me on screen. I'm like, <laughs> no, you motherfucker! <laughs> Lance is in everything. And I was was he in something called was it Red Factor or something? I think like so. That, yeah, know? it was. And believe it or not, Jason Statham did a voiceover for it. <laughs> of course, yeah. he's also in the original Call of Duty. <laughs> it's funny spotting his voice back when it was World War Two, but um. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to any conventions or panels? It seems like there is always someone who does a kick-ass like Predator or Alien costume, or they'll dress up as Colonial Marines or even Starship Troopers and get together and pose. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's some well-known costuming groups. Um, really? In the UK, the US, and Australia and Germany, they're all like. Um... Hopefully, they're better than the Star Wars ones because there was a lot of snobs here in the oh, states. Yeah. Who They're decided? Not... Oh, the... you're not a real stormtrooper if you don't have the actual armor from the UK sets. I'm like, buddy, who? What? What crazy fan has a million dollars to ship that shit over here? I've heard terrible things about some chapters of the Five O First, but yeah, they. they... <laughs> oh, just I'm glad I didn't join them because, like, I would even see some of them be snobs to each other online. To where I'm like, this is a dangerous crowd. This is fandom has a limitation, you know. It should be fun. I mean, the alien folks that, that I've run into have not been like that. Oh, yeah, that, God, yeah, because... no, I have never, out of all the opinionated, especially sci-fi and horror movies, I have never seen, you know, trackies can 
disagree, but I've never seen them, you know, punch each other. And yeah, AVP is much the same. As many people are opinionated on the various sequels, I've never seen any of them just be like, oh, it sucks, has no relevance, you know. It's, you know, it's for choir boys. <laughs> I've never seen anybody just... I'm sure there's some corners of Facebook somewhere where there are folk like that. As bad as I've seen it be, probably Hellraiser and Terminator can get really shitty after a while. People act like if you like anything past this sequel, you're not a real fan. It's like, well, to each their own, buddy. You know, I don't like the new Star Wars movies, but that doesn't mean anyone's less of a fan or more of a fan. It's like you like what you like, but it's Mm -hmm. I like the new Star Wars shows. But yeah, it's interesting how it's like fandom well it used to be agree to disagree and now it seems to just be very explosive at times like uh, there are some movies and shows that i just don't like because the fans are so shitty to one another like rick and morty where i'm like hey it it's well made and everything but because you guys will not let these arguments die you're really killing the fun here <laughs> sometimes yeah, I, fans I can Get a well, bit don't you too think that's, wild with that. That's just discourse online, anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's how it's been. Especially is like ridiculous. It's like everyone's arguing about whether Myers is immortal or not. I'm like, why are we here? Can we move on, please? <laughs> as far as conventions go, I, uh, you know, Alien and Predator and AVP, as popular as they are, are not really big. As as big that's as what I've like, Star too. Wars and Star Trek, it's like big, but it's like a cult underground kind of. Like yeah. you'll even see certain. Why, why do you think it is that certain genre fans hate crossovers with other genres and then other times they're cool with it if it's something like Tarantino? It's like, do you guys... I feel like everyone's forgetting what a certain genre is. I'm like, if there's a bunch of shootouts and explosions, you can call that action, even if it's not every scene. If it's got some terror or a serial killer villain, you know, or an unstoppable ghost, I'd call that horror, you know? <laughs> Sci-fi and fantasy you can call if it's got orcs and jedi wizards you know it's just... i mean i think some crossovers do work i mean you look at even freddy versus jason i had seen that for the That's first what time I've noticed too. I've ever too... recently and it was i thought it was great but avp is just one of those crossovers that always felt natural from the beginning so. it was very natural because yeah i would see certain people who hated freddy or jason you couldn't be on either team but yeah alien and predator always seemed to be kind of the natural once the predator 2 easter egg had the alien skull it's like Fans naturally felt like either of them could be in the same universe, same kind of way in which they were made. You know, 50s monster movies, but instead of a Godzilla form, it's, you know, more of a... Not a yeah, I guess kind. that's... I guess the Godzilla franchise is really the master of the the verses. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, we we there's been, you know, some news about AVP recently. People have, have noticed the... I mean, it's your job, so you're always hunting it down. Sitting around, I mean. <laughs> yeah, we're we're always trying to get the latest stuff. You do good but... video work, by the way. So, oh, thanks. Yeah, we we try and build our YouTube channel. We're still relatively new at it, but really, we're we're getting there. <laughs> I've been doing it. For... <laughs> well, it's it's more just the effort on the YouTube side. I think is more what I'm saying. Yeah, but... whatever works. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, uh, once it becomes work, then it's no longer fun. But. No, doing good, and obviously got the merchandise to prove it. Um, <laughs> if it makes any difference, I got a Blade Runner poster right in front of me here. So. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, it's as close as I get to the Whalen Yutuni uh, company. Uh, but yeah, um, that that that's a good point. That, and I'm glad to know that too, because I I would see people dressed up as them, 
I mean, they weren't trying to freak anybody out. They weren't putting their hands on people. They weren't they weren't getting even political, even though they were playing colonial marines. You know, they're just very laid back and fun and silly. And I feel kind of like they are kind of like George Romero, you know, Dawn of the Dead, or even Terminator fans kind of in a way where it's like it was already kind of a cult underground. And yeah, yes, there's I some mean, crossover with Freddy, Jason, and even Star Wars, but for the most part, it's kind of, I guess, kind of like even more like Star Trek, even or Twilight Zone. A lot of people have seen it, but then there's even people who have collected all the merchandise and can tell you how deep the universe even is. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets deeper than you'd think, you know, especially yeah. since like the the RPG recently and all the different novels and comics and video games. It's been going on. That's for... what was confusing about the books too. Is like some of them are adaptations of the comics or vice versa. Yeah. And then some of them are original novels. Do you have any of those you would recommend that are easy to read? Easily. Easily. There's... Um, easily. <laughs> look, there's some absolute crackers. You know, some brilliant five out of fives. If people are asking for recommendations, these are the ones you recommend. And it's from the new stuff, from Titan's run, is Aliens, uh, The Cold Forge. Aliens. Yes, for those who don't know, Titan Books is a big publisher of a lot of these based in the UK. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Um, Alien into Charybdis. Uh, They were both written by the same author, Alex White, and they are fucking fantastic. Um, Sweet. Then you've you've got Aliens Phalanx, which was by Scott Siegler, who's well known for um, some of his own sort of uh, horror-themed stuff. Wow. And that is (laughs) the, the elevator pitch is aliens in medieval time. Oh, baby. So it could have been ridiculously stupid, but it <laughs> is an absolutely fantastic book that weaves in a proper sci-fi story into that sort of setting, mm-hmm. um, and it works very well. Um, and I don't want to say more, because if if you're interested in that, if anybody else listening is interested in that, I don't want to spoil it, but those those three are the, the ones from the recent... Um, run uh recent runs that are just you, you can't not recommend them and then from the old run from the ones you were talking about you know the adaptations of the comics mm-hmm. there's two the last two that yep. were done which is aliens berserker and aliens music of the spear i've uh, heard of berserker i don't re- remember where i heard of it but yeah uh, those are brilliant um really elevate the source material and i think they are in so Titan also republished all those as um, Omnibus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they were Omnibus 6, I think it was. So you can get both of those in a single book, um, in a single Sweet. Omnibus. And they were brilliant. Recommend. Those are my top five. Very nice. Any yeah, any advances on that, Adam? The original, I mean, the adaptation of the AVP comic, AVP Prey, you know, by Bantam Books. That was always one of my favorites. Oh, I still nice. haven't. So they adapted the prequel movie Prey into a. No, no. the The book was called Prey, um, but oh, it was from ninety four of the my first bad. AVP okay. comic. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yes, and I see and that there's Hunter's the Planet and everything. And then yeah. they did War as well, but Hunter's Planet and War are kind of like um, alternate sequels. Alternate sequels, yeah. yeah. That's what I've kind of noticed too. Is like they were coming out, same thing, kind of telling the same thing, but not like they got alternate scenes. So think of it like a mirror universe, like freaking Doctor Who. (laughs) This happened here, and then that happened there. Hunter's Planet was done, was written before the sequel comic came out. Oh, jeez. So 
they didn't <laughs> yeah it's not great to be honest but i saw that there's another one on ebay uh um rage the rage war yes the rage war that, okay that is that is fun that was like a cross media uh cross license kind of uh, that's what i noticed too because it was after the movies and they were kind of keeping that part of the brand alive the verses yeah we just reviewed all three of those again and it was the first time i had read them and and i really enjoyed all of them it was oh, really the first time avp had tried to be like a space opera epic i think and it just mm -hmm. it's not something i'd want the franchise to become overall but in the space of that story itself it really pulled it off mm -hmm. i always describe it as soft hard sci-fi which sounds stupid as hell but it's like it trying hurts. to be <laughs> yeah. but it was it was trying to be kind of like books like you know the lost fleet um while not being as hardcore with it and it worked right. very well for it um yeah the, the space opera uh, description that adam used is very apt they're fun i do i do recommend those but they are very unlike any any of the other <laughs> predator stories that's good i see that there's also a seven alien book collection out of the shadows Sokos, river of pain evasion cold forge prototype and isolation yeah, there are other Titan ones. Um, so Titan's been republishing them as um, as omnibuses lately, as 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 collections. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's from twenty twenty. A lot of them are generally solid. You know, there's a few stinkers in there, um, but they, they're generally solid happen. books. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, overall, it would be really awesome for for APP to make a comeback. You know, we're still hoping for the Marvel launch of the new comics, and you know the the comics we reread recently, Aaron, the original in War. I don't think there's an easy way for fans to get those right now without having previously no. them or finding mm -hmm. a used copy. So, uh, hopefully, Marvel and 20th Century Studios start to get APP a bit more love. I mean, we can see from all this interest online about the the shelved anime that people are still really curious about that and, yeah you know the the avp movies did hurt that concept i think i mean the first one did really well financially but it was pretty mixed in reception the second one was pretty uh almost universally panned except for me um but i like it now as a b picture and the ripley gal but yeah when it first came out the acting looked schlocky and uh, I hate to say it, both the extended cuts of these are actually had the MPAA not freaked out and had they gone probably the R-rated route, they would have probably maybe even had a better fan base. Because <laughs> uh, just there's so much shit that they fix if you watch those versions, but that's just it. If you watch shitty, toned-down version of a movie, it's not going to be the same ever. But... Yeah, that's always the problem when you're trying to adapt these notoriously violent and adult films yeah uh, for a while they were arguing about making hellraiser an anthology show i'm so glad they did it with hulu and they just said hey just make it a giant you know just rehash different people even different characterizations just go your own route with it and to be fair you know prey talking about individual series is here you know Prey yeah. was that breath of fresh air for yeah Predator. prey 2 would be perfect and it might even be the best director video made for TV movie of all time, you know? <laughs> Straight to Hulu. It's a goddamn good movie. It's, it's too good for TV. <laughs> it was, I mean, fortunately, um, there were some theatrical showings, you know. Um, were there? Right. But see, it, those it, are it, still, were, like, limited. Yeah, they, they were They were very, very limited, very special kind of for show. For investors. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, the the film premiered in was it New York, Adam? Where you went? Uh Toronto for the Predator in twenty. No, not the Predator. Prey. Oh no, Comic Con. So San Diego. San Diego. Oh, there you okay, go. so there you go. <laughs> but I'm, I don't think they showed the whole thing, did they? Yeah, no, they did. Yeah, they, no, it was a full premiere of the movie, so it was about wow. two weeks before its wide release. And Aaron, I know you got to go to a gala screening in the UK <laughs> about a week. The UK premiere, yeah, yeah. And wow. it was it was awesome to see it in theaters. You know, the the energy in the crowd was great. The the crowd in the theater loved it, and us personally, like I, I feel like it did so much for the Predator franchise. Um, yeah, you know, 2018 had its defenders, but it, it was pretty widely negative received among the fan base i think so mm-hmm. having something that was much more successful i mean not only among fan reception Instead but just for hulu yeah yeah There's we weren't expecting another predator movie for quite a while uh so prey kind of took us by surprise when we had first well, it took that. everyone by surprise i think mainly because everyone else was threatening to press the remake button and fox was doing all other kinds of stupid shit where it's like oh no 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 this cannot be happening <laughs> And I think we're all kind of hoping that Fede Alvarez's Alien uh, film is going to be along, along the same lines as this breath of fresh air, you know, that re-injects, reinvigorates. You really think they're going to do another one? I, I know they, they are. It for, they are. Yeah, really? it's filming right now in Budapest. PP free. Oh, no, no. Well, uh, no. New Alien Maybe. movie. Oh, well... I know there's the TV show, but I know a lot Holly. So yeah, that yeah, that like... one hasn't started filming yet. That one is still in pre-production, but there is a standalone film coming out for Hulu, similar to like how Prey did, but it's an alien film. Okay. Um, and so this Wait. this is hopefully going to be out next year, if we're lucky, maybe even sooner, but most likely next year. It's a shame. I would love it if they could still use some of Neil Blomkamp's key artwork, the District Nine Elysium guy. Yeah, people will, will never let go of that one. I mean, I still hope they could make it into a graphic novel or give us an art book. Or well, because Sigourney or Weaver but... already said, hey, you know, I'm no longer playing Ripley or doing Ghostbusters, you know, just like, and this is what's funny is that a week later, I see the same thing where Arnold's like done playing the Terminator. <laughs> Everyone's, I mean, I don't know why that even came up since Dark Fate was intended to be the last one. So yeah, it is interesting how everyone's just like, Jim said he's writing a new one. Didn't he say like he was going to wait to see what happens with AI or something? He said he'd started writing a new one, but he's put it on pause while he waits to see what happens with AI. I don't see how that can happen since he's dedicated to Avatar. (laughs) It was a a very recent, I think it was like this week, wasn't it, Adam? Yeah, it was pretty recent. I mean, I know he's, he's already filmed most of Avatar 3, I think he said he may try and find someone to do the further Avatar sequels. Yeah, but... part four and five won't be him, yeah. but he'll still come up with the script and he might hire a Rodriguez type who's adapted his work before. But yeah, um, it's engrossing, you know, and it's kind of even hurts your head even more. Have you seen how he's mentioned uh, Waylon Yutundi Easter eggs into Avatar? I haven't. No, I mean uh, Avatar. Yeah, go on we, the Wicca, you'll you'll find even more. I have to stuff look that up. I mean, we've always kind of got the sense that the operations center was very much inspired from Aliens in the original. I Avatar. thought the Colonial Marines were a total homage, <laughs> but then yeah, all the other stuff is like there are some Easter eggs in there. He he's not playing around, and it's already meta enough as it is. How Edward James almost tried to sneak in as many Blade Runner runner uh, dialogue and. Easter eggs as he could when he was on Battlestar Galactica, which is even wilder because there's even Firefly Easter eggs on that show. 
long story short so i just love it when i see creators unofficially create their own universe and expand it even more it's hard not to include little yeah. tips of the hat to the things you love in their life yeah you know, like the, the firefly thing in battle in uh, Battlestar, you know, when it's it's when she's in the doctor's office, isn't it? And it flies above. Um, yeah, there's that and a few other ones. I mean, but like, Millennium Falcons in Star Trek. Did you know that? Yes, I did in First yeah. Contact. But yeah, there's even a there's plenty of Star Trek e- Easter eggs. But like, they're they're so explicitly trying to make Blade Runner references when they use the term skin job, as well as um, using the exact same guns. So it's just like. It's just funny when people who love something so much, they'll make as many meta comments, and it's already blows your mind, kind of like the St. Elseworld universe. You know, Tom Fontana and Dick Wolf will insert a Law & Order or Homicide character in one of their other shows. and um, It's just cool to see that amount of dedication, because it doesn't always pay off, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it does also run the risk of overloading people as well with all these right. I refuse to acknowledge that is part of my universe. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but this has been a delight having you all on. And anything you would care to promote? Uh, Adam, I'll let you do. You know, I hate doing that. <laughs> sure. I mean, uh, so we run a fan site, avpgalaxy.net. Um, we also have a presence on most social media platforms: most. Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. If you search AVP Galaxy or Alien vs. Predator Galaxy, uh, you're sure to find us. But uh, thanks again for having us on, Cam. We'd uh, love to have you back. <laughs> you guys, yeah. I mean, it. hopefully, hopefully your fans, you know, check out AVP if they haven't already and drum up some of that excitement. So it can we want to bring all the cool franchises back instead of just wait for people to offer it on streaming. We want to remind everyone it's still a thing <laughs> or some awesome crossovers, but we're even having to remind people of other awesome crossovers like RoboCop and Transformers comics. <laughs> well, the, the Transformers, there's, hasn't there been a Star Trek crossover there as well recently? Transformers and the original. Yes. Yeah. As well as the Terminator. Transformers has had a lot of problems. And a G.I. Joe one. <laughs> well, they were and both then, Marvel properties back then. Yeah, well. then there was an X-Men one too. Just, uh, but this is why I like some of the other versus matches because the Predator got to fight both Batman and Painkiller Jane and Judge Tread, just like the Terminator. So. Alien got Green Lantern as well. Superman. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of Alien and Predator and People even some of once in a while. Is this fun? yeah <laughs> wild wild oh cool well thank you very much anytime guys this. welcome back anytime if you even have just a topic you randomly want to pro- let's have you on <laughs> cool Sounds thanks good. again for having us man take anytime. care follow us on the web on facebook twitter and instagram the podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up-